Right, well, first, before we start, let's just check. Are you going to make any more bodily noises? Because I've had a, a belch and I've had a sneeze. And... Look. I just want to check whether we're going to go for the full house. <laughs> you may get the hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right, let's go for it. Shall we? Welcome to episode 42 of the Mid-Faith Crisis, uh, featuring the woefully underprepared Nick Page and the <laughs> woefully... I don't know what you are. Uh, well, I am Just woeful. George just, just woeful, thanks. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello. And how are you? Uh, I'm quite tired, yeah. Well, yeah. you've just had a lovely, relaxing bank holiday weekend, so how can you be tired? Because I was uh, leading a church uh, a church weekend in Me? in Oswestry, which is a nice part of the world, actually. Mm. How'd it go? Very well, yeah. It's, it's funny. People always... Um, it does go well when you tell people that God loves them. It's funny, that, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Strange. They seem to respond to it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Uh, good people from did you get in any, Bay. Did you get any whoops when you mentioned the podcast? I didn't get any whoops, no. no there's no, I, there's it, no it, listeners it, there. Yeah, it I'm was a church sure. in Wales, and I'm not sure I'm not sure it's reached them yet. Oh, quite. Anyway. It's easy to get to Australia. Good. And, and you? Are you well? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it was a busy week. In fact, I was going to mention it a bit later on when we talk about social media and filling mm. your lives and being busy. I'm a bit disappointed that it was as busy. And that's no one's fault except me. Uh, okay. I didn't have to. I did do a wedding. I suppose I had to do that, really. Uh, and that was yes. a joy on Saturday. Yeah. That was a weird one. So, uh, you know, mention no names. I get called from uh, by a church secretary of a Baptist church saying, could you come and marry these two people? And a normal, my normal answer is no. Then he said, because the, the, the Baptist minister here won't marry them because they'd been divorced. I feel, oh. a, I feel an episode coming on. Anyway, so oh, yeah. I met with them. They are two lovely older people who've just been right. through, you know, they've got stories of cancer and illness, oh, and not Lord. being treated well in their lives. And they found each other. It is absolutely beautiful. Hmm. So, you know, it kind of... I think, you know, the sort of, you know, righteous anger gets going in me. And I think, oh, yes, of course, I'll come and marry you. But anyway, it was a beautiful and lovely service. Yeah. And there was much joy and much laughter and everything that's good about churches was there. Very good. Very good. Well, well, well done, you. And I managed to squeeze in a little trip to see uh, the Avengers movie. Have you seen the Avengers movie? I have. And could I first say, uh, podcasting always so much better when you do it with a pen in your mouth, oh, as you just did. Oh, what's wrong with you? Why do you do You're that? always criticising me. No, but it's basics. You can't do podcasts by sticking a pen in your mouth and then trying to... Oh, yeah. And I want to see the Avengers movie. <laughs> Wasn't a fountain pen like yours. No, mine's it's a gorgeous a fountain pen. pen. Look, it's all linked up. Yeah. Do the do the listeners know how fanatical you are about fountain <laughs> pens? Have we mentioned this? I don't think we have. This is something I didn't realise about you. Mm. You're obsessed. You yeah. listen to podcasts about fountain pens. Some very pens. good podcasts about about pens generally. Yeah. What's it called? And it's called Pen Addict, and it receives a great deal more <laughs> listeners than ours does. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> well, may I say, beautiful man, mm. the fountain pens you promised us arrived this morning. Ah, did they? And a certain person to whom I'm married was extremely excited, so oh, thank you very good. much. That's probably right. the nicest present she's ever had. I'm a pen evangelist. You are. 
<laughs> You're a pen abler. I'm a pen abler, that's me. Yeah. So, yes, uh, well, I've, I have seen the Avengers movie, yes. I saw it um, uh, last week. What do you think? So, yeah. Uh, I really liked it, but then I really liked those movies. And I think it's uh, it, we can't really talk about it without being spoiled, no, can we? Really? No, you can't. Uh, I think it did. I there. think it managed managed a huge cast really well, and I think it set everything up. And I think it um, didn't do the obvious. Um, what did you think, though? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I I particularly liked the baddie Thanos. Yes. Yes, very good. Um, yeah, great guy. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> nice guy. When <laughs> nice you get guy. to know him, writes to his mother. Yeah, he wants to destroy half the universe, but hey, stop. Yeah, come We've on. We've all got our faults. We can be friends. <laughs> Lend me his gauntlet. Anyway, um, so let's. We, we have got. So this show, uh, this week, we have got a humongous amount of feedback to talk about. And then we've got a little interview with um, uh, Shane. Shane Stiles. Wrote, Shane Stiles, who wrote in last, uh, last yeah. time. And we thought it'd be worth talking to him. So we've got a little interview with them. And then we'll pick up out of that. So let's kick off on the feedback then, uh, Okay, right. Do so, start? So, first up, um, Tom. Um, and he says this. He says, I have an addition to your worship song lyrics. In Sunday school at an Anglican church in Woking, many, many, many years ago, we used to sing a song called Wide, Wide as the Ocean. Remember that? Mm. Wide, yes, wide, wide as the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the third line is, I, though so unworthy, still am a child of his care. But he says, uh, I always got that wrong. He always said, it, he always sung, I cometh from Worthing, still as a child in his care. <laughs> <laughs> I cometh from Worthing. Well, of course you did. Anyway, he says, even as a five-year-old, it puzzled me that this should be part of our church's doctrine, since it evidently wasn't true. He says, I'm now a bit more careful. But he says, anyway, it turned out to be prophetic as we moved to Worthing 16 years ago and enjoy living in a throbbing, youthful seaside metropolis with cheap cinemas and fab restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> So it yes. um, must be a different Worthing then, that's all I'm saying. No, um, no, no, no. part of the world. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Tom, yes. Uh, here's one from uh, Nick in Oz. Yeah. Uh, hey, Joe, hey, Joe and Nick really enjoyed 41. You do realise next podcast you'll be required to provide us with the answer to the meaning of life. No pressure. <laughs> it's 42. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, it was an enjoyable conversation about what has traditionally been a horribly fraught topic. He said, he says this, I personally have for quite some time never been able to understand, given how easy and fun I find sinning to be, that a mere three score years and ten of fallenness could equate for, to everlasting misery. Yeah. How is that just? <laughs> I was born into sin, so they tell me, which means I'm damned to spend all eternity cast into the flames of hell from birth. What? <laughs> he says, um, the God I'd like to believe would be able to make all things new and would have unlimited redemptive power, mm -hmm. having completed the work of the cross, dealing with man's plight then and there. Why the second round of administrative terms and conditions? What was it not finished? He said, now, on a good day, I'm more universalist than I care to admit. On an average one, the opt-out folk are simply granted their wish and made unmade. I can't help but think that when we fret about such things, it's because we weren't created to bear judgment, either given or received. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, I think that's where a lot of us are. I wasn't, I certainly wasn't offering a kind of, you know, immediate solution for everybody. But this, no. just, just where I was, thinking yeah, no. where I was, you know. Um, so the people will have different opinions, and, and 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 like Nick says, they may vary on different days. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just on on, on that subject, I mean, we did get really a lot of feedback, and thank you so much. We had a lovely uh, email from Andy outlining his whole sort of journey with this subject mm. and how it moved on. I mean, I'm, 
wouldn't do any justice to sort of praise it and, I, and so i'm not mm. going to read it out but andy thank you so much for writing in d again had some lovely insights and thoughts and she was reflecting on her gardening experiences and actually caring uh, for plants and how much she care for the little seed anyway it was really lovely thank you d for that i'm sorry i'm not doing justice to it at all martin uh, wrote a lovely email as well and he said amongst other things rather than using our self-discipline uh, so oh sorry i should say we've moved on to the subject of social media um, and he says, rather than using our self-discipline, self-control uh, to keep us in charge of social media, we simply allow social media to control us. We allow the ding of a notification to immediately sidetrack us to see who's contacting us, uh, what they have to say and respond, rather than remaining with the current task or activity until it's completed and then looking at that notification. And so you get the flavour of this email. I mean, I'm yeah. going, I'm jumping straight to the heart of it. He actually said yeah. lots of lovely things about the show, blah, 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 before that. None of this feels like a new problem. I think we have always been like that. But now we have more ways to divert ourselves and project an idealised vision of ourselves to the world. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's true. Because, I mean, always... I can't remember who it was who said we, we, create, we, we, we sort of create our tools and then afterwards our tools create us. You know, the tools end up turning around. And whatever your, you know, yeah. the media is, it ends up having some kind of effect on you. I suppose it's just that social media is so pervasive and... Um, you know, uh, addictive, I suppose, these days. Anyway. Yeah, yeah so that's good. OK, well, back to hell, as, as it were. Oh, yeah. OK, so this is Gareth, and he's, he's got a question for me. Uh, mm. He said, I need to ask Nick, if all are saved and hell isn't an option, was Jesus wrong? Has he been misquoted? I find it a lot easier to disagree with the Bible when other people have said things or instructed things, but when Jesus says something, I find that harder to put aside. I would also question the need to make new disciples, which is the last commandment Jesus gave, and I think therefore a pretty essential one. I understand Nick's argument that the kingdom of heaven starts now, but the urgency is still somewhat removed. Let's be honest, what's 90 years in the scheme of eternity? I'm not saying I disagree, just questions. I'm very much in the I don't know camp on hell and heaven for that matter. Um, well, thanks for the questions, Gareth. Uh, let, me, let me work backwards. So uh, I've never quite understood why the, you know, the so-called um, Great Commission... It's more important than anything else Jesus said because it's the last thing. You know, a lot. I don't understand that. That that doesn't. You know, it, the Great Commission, by the way, is just a title that somebody else gave it, and relatively recently, I believe. Yeah. I think in terms of historical criticism, I think it's only, mm. you know, about a hundred years old or something. That title. Mm. Um, I think uh, you know. The, 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 so yes, we are commanded to make disciples, but we're also commanded to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our mind mm. and all our son, love our neighbours ourselves. And that, mm. if you want a great commission, that was the one that Jesus was really talking about. I think. Mm. Um, and I still think, you know, I still think that actually the call on us is to invite people into eternal life starting now. Um, as for Jesus' sayings, I think that's a complicated one. Yeah. Generally. There are people like Tom Wright who would argue that none of Jesus' sayings about judgment in the New Testament are about the afterlife. They're nearly all about the coming yeah. uh, attack by the Romans, yeah. basically. Um, there are others who say, well, actually, nearly all of them are in a particular metaphorical language and yeah. they are not to be understood literally. Otherwise... There's all kinds yeah. of things. I mean, we don't well, go like hyper yeah, hyperbole. Yeah. We don't go around yeah. chopping off our hands. That's what you're about it's, to say, isn't it? Exactly. That is, you know, nobody plucks their eye out, chops their hands out, or indeed gives all their money away to the poor. No. Because we think that that's it. If you really want to follow this up, though, I would recommend, again, the Evangelical Universalist book, and uh, he has a whole section on it, on Jesus' teaching in context. 
and and treats it very uh, respectfully. I agree. I agree with your issue. I mean, I can take the words of Jesus extremely seriously. I happen to think that's mm. not what he's uh, what he's saying. But um, you know, thanks yeah. for, thanks for, for the question. I think it's a really yeah. good question. Good. Okay, uh, really quick email, and I'm going to read out all of this email. This is from someone called Susan, and this follows the half podcast, which, as we all know, we should never have put out in the public domain, but you decided to. I loved it. Anyway. It was very honest. It was. Anyway, Susan says, I can help you out and give you some advice initially for three months. Did she did she narrow down? <laughs> I I've got a feeling it was to do with social media and our plea for help. I'm going to ask her for all kinds of advice, financial <laughs> yeah, advice. Yeah, exactly. Gardening advice. Yeah. Okay, Phil had lots of comments on hell. Uh, so thank you for that, Phil. But also, uh, he it was uh, we had a few comments along the lines of, he says, I also wonder if having the podcast weekly might mean that we risk moving on too quickly from one hmm. episode to the next, and so don't benefit as much as we might. For example, I would struggle even more than I do to respond to weekly episodes which in itself might be no bad thing, given that I ramble on. Anyway, you don't ramble on. But yes, I, I hear the uh, I hear the concern there. And also, Brian said, I've been meaning to write sometimes, say how much I enjoy the broadcast. Oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Great to hear the big questions. Hell prayer, the price of cinema tickets in Worthing, discussed with such flippant depth. I love that phrase. <laughs> flippant flippant depth. depth. That's quite a good... That- that is us. That's us, isn't it? Only well, without the depth. <laughs> yes, exactly. So thank you, Brian, for that. Mm. But he also wrote in with some concerns about going weekly. And I think we were thinking maybe we could alternate between some content and a feedback episode and content, rather than trying to do as we do at the moment, a bit of both. So it's still a work in progress. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we were putting it out there. I, I don't think we're sort of promising anything. I mean, what I do really appreciate is people... Th- you know, thinking about it, considering it and going back to us. Yes, so we exactly. do want to hear from people. Yeah, we yeah. do. Thank you. I mean, heaven knows we haven't got enough depth here that we can risk making things any sh- any shallower, can we? <laughs> no, exactly. You know. There's no danger of that. But Tim said, I felt a pang of grief when you started talking about the future of the podcast. I thought you might be winding it up. Nope, you're thinking of making it weekly. Love it. I was slightly concerned that I've developed a dependency, but think I'll be okay. I do feel like a member of community, though. Ah... Yeah, that's Thanks, nice. Tim. And, and some that. people have sort of said, well, the community yeah. thing might be helped by a weekly thing. So yeah. we, it's just consideration. We're just Yes, I know. It. But I love that. And and of course, the oh. thing I want to say to Tim, as as I think we said before, is, you, you know, this whole idea of belonging. The only place you really belong is to yourself. But if you feel like you're part of community, I think that's one of the loveliest things anyone's ever written to us. Because that's, that is just a great thing to know that you're not alone and you're not the only one asking questions and uh, actually we had someone come along to the cult i can't remember if i told you this a listener called drew had heard the podcast and came along to our cult here, here in he? he only came once to be uh, fair <laughs> but he's a busy he was a busy man yeah did he bring an animal for sacrificing he did yeah he followed all the rules uh, to the letter <laughs> uh, so that's good but next time he has to come you know with a full wallet um, <laughs> I mean, we took his cards, as a matter of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Pin number. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, OK, so that is a nice way of moving on to Ben, who says, G'day, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. 
He says, during a break between college lectures the other day, I decided to have a quick lay down and with a strong hope and expectation to listen to the whole thing, I put on your episode on deep work and detachment. I've fallen asleep to many sounds in my lifetime, but apparently nothing is quite so soothing as Nick's accent, Tales of Mexico and occasionally slightly over-volumed bleeps. <laughs> he says, so I listened to it again properly and I really appreciated your insights, especially what Joe had to say about mindfulness and being present and all that jazz. Also, in relation to your podcast on hell, this has been uh, something I have been wrestling with and what you two had to say was most helpful. Evangelism that is prompted by the desire for people to experience the kingdom here and now as opposed to being prompted by trying out a fear to convert people so that Jesus can rescue them from God seems to be to be far more empowering, effective and joyful. He says, my dad, Shane. Uh-huh. got me yeah here we go got me into your podcast and it's been rather refreshing to listen to and i'm sure all of your six listeners are consistently encouraged by them we're nearly up to 17 now ben. yes come on so come on Get with the program thank you for your lullabies and here's to more so yeah so ben is the son of shane mm. and uh so so shane uh, we thought it'd be great to just talk to shane me especially i think just struggling with that whole you know how do we put some discipline around it because I I can talk up the need to do it but I'm very poor at doing it and when I'm in discipline I find myself just staring at my phone which is not something I want to be doing Mm. um so so we chatted I chatted to him on Sunday night yeah this is good and now uh we'll play the little interview and um I should just say at the end I mean, well done, because for somebody so technologically inept, <laughs> challenged, <laughs> you managed it really well. Uh, except right at the end, something happened. I think it was Skype's fault. I don't think it was yours. So there's a bit of background okay. noise in some of your questions, but right at the end. But I still think it's uh, it's it's certainly uh, listenable and, and well worth listening to. Great. Well, cue Shane. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, it is my delight to welcome to the podcast and for the first time, interviewing some, uh, a, a sort of someone who listens and who wrote in a brilliant email. Uh, this is Shane Stiles all the way from Australia. Good day, Shane. Good morning. No, good afternoon. Good evening to you, Joe. Sorry. Yeah, good morning is. here. It is. It's, it's, it's quarter We're to 11. We're through the technology problem. Uh, yeah. And I'm so grateful to you, A, for writing in, also for a really nice email from your son uh, the other day. But... Um, but we just uh, I was chatting to Nick last weekend. We were away together uh, for a weekend, which isn't allowed very often. Um, for Sound like reasons. you're away together for a big weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was a big weekend. <laughs> we're still recovering. Um, but um, but first of all, um, we are kind of united together in one thing, which is Renovare. Um, we've both done the Renovare Institute course. Is that right? Yeah, so did you do it as part of the London cohort? No, I didn't. I did it years earlier. I was on the Menlo Park cohort because ah, okay. I'm on the Renovare board here. We, we sort of did the first one. So, But I have very dear friends who are on the London cohort. Oh, okay. so they well, did I did it. the Atlanta one. Oh, did you? Oh, cool. Yes, there was actually two Australians um, on that Atlanta one. So, yeah. And I think there was one Australian on the... Bellow Park one. Okay. So for people who don't know what the Renovare Institute course is, uh, let's let's give you a go at trying to explain it. Two-year course, off you go. Yeah, it was a two-year course with um, a lot of it done online, but a week of lectures, you know, basically every six months uh, for us in America. And it was a two-year journey in spiritual formation um, with Dallas Willard and Richard Foster and... 
the mad Gary Moon, um, yeah. Jan Johnson, uh, and a number of others. And it, 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 it was like, you know, it came for me when I was about 45. Yeah. And it was like um, a halfway point in my life. It, I'd just been through a difficult period in business. And to journey with those people and the other 40 people on that course, it, it changed my life. It was the most amazing two-year journey of my life. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was um, for me as well. Yeah. Extraordinary. What's what's been the big take out of that? I mean, if you could distill down the kind of top three things that you really felt you got from that course, I mean, this is very unfair because I didn't warn you these questions were coming. No, no, so, okay. you know, so, but just off the top of your head, you know, if you were to say to someone, "Why should they go on it?" It put a it it paused. It was like putting hitting pause on a on a recorder or television or something. It just paused my life for a period of time mm. to allow me just to think spiritually different to what I'd... Uh, I became a Christian when I was 21 mm-hmm. through a very conservative movement. Um, and I'd been wrestling with that and slowly moving more to the centre for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Renovaro just gave me the opportunity to to understand that that there's a there's a more than one way in the sense of not from a point of view of relationship with Jesus, but just the approach that we take in our faith. Yeah. And for me, it introduced me to spiritual formation, to to a rhythm of life that allowed me to change the way that I approached my life. Okay. Um, you know, spiritual formation isn't everything, but it's a very important part of my life now. Okay, great. Um, well, that's a really good segue into uh, sort of why I thought it'd be great to chat with you, Shane, because you you wrote this email in, and we've put we've put the ten things you suggested, because we did this episode, as you know, a couple of episodes ago, just thinking about social media a little bit and mm. its effects, and and Nick Nick was really sort of um, trying to say, hey, you know, th- this could run away with us if we're not careful, if we don't put some boundaries around this. This, this could actually stop being such a positive influence in our life. It could actually be quite a negative influence if we're not careful with it and control it. And you came up with this kind of 10-step guide, which was, which we just both both of us thought, this is really terrific, you know. But but I'm interested to know kind of what was behind that. So for people who are listening, you can you can just look up on the website, midfaithcrisis.org, and you can, you can see those 10 things that you wrote. But... I'm interested to talk to you about, you know, what brought that about? How did that come about? What was your journey with social media? Why did you think, actually, we've got to be put some really practical boundaries around this? Yeah, look, I think very early on, I um, I saw the impact at a young age that it was happening with my children around social media. And, and I think because I was quite a conservative Christian at, uh, at a time, I was quite nervous about the control factors in the sense of not knowing who and what my children were interacting with. So we we decided to put some boundaries around it fairly quickly. It was just, I think it was called MySpace or something. It was the first thing that the kids were yeah. playing with back oh, then. Yeah. Um, I remember MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I made a decision more just to say, hey, kids, this isn't a necessary part of your life, but it's, um, but you know, we're not going to stop you from being part of it. And so I never took it up more just to show my, our children that you didn't need it. 
Um, look, yeah, I interact in every other way in business and mm. I have staff that interact with our social media and all sure. those things. But um, And my wife took it up and, and it was a journey that we had with our children and, and they saw at various times that they could come off it and it didn't really change their life when they had issues with bullying or problems around that. So, yeah. And then as I got into business more and, and just saw in my mentoring with men and seeing how men were using spiritual, using social media, mm-hmm. um, I, I started to see that, you know, it became their, almost their alter ego. It, it, it was, right. you know, a place that you would express things that you would never express anywhere else. Right. Um, and, and so, and I was just concerned that, that from my time in um, Renovare, that, that people weren't present anymore. Um, that they weren't present with their children, that they weren't. I tell this joke when I speak that, you know, if you want to have a look at the effects of social media or, or digital world, get, go on a flight anywhere because it's that one period of time, uh, used to be, but that you mm. couldn't have any Wi-Fi or anything on an aeroplane. <laughs> um, and so everyone had to detach for an hour or so. But as a plane, doesn't matter what culture, I fly in Asia, I fly in North America, I fly in Europe, Mm. Um, as soon as that plane's wheels are down and it's coming in to land, you see the whole plane, people get their phones out of their pockets mm-hmm. and it's almost like they're waiting for the starting line. As soon as those wheels hit the tarmac, everybody hits on mm. and you hear beeps right throughout the aeroplane. Mm. Um, and it was at a time where I was trying to practice being present and so I wouldn't turn my phone back on until I went outside of the plane. It was just a little thing. but. Um, and it just hit me how desperate we are to reconnect. Um, and so I started to say, I, I don't want to be like that. And I have a tendency in work, I can get myself really busy and really drowned out in work. And so I just started to put these practices in place from my learning, from what I've been reading from Dallas and many other authors, um, you know, and listening to podcasts. And in the end, I came up with those 10 steps that I try and, you know, it, it's not a, it's not religious. It's not something that has to happen every day. Um, and and I, I'm certainly a technology junkie. Um, I have everything, but, but I try and run my life around those 10 steps when it comes to engagement in, in the digital world. Sure. Well, we're, we're so grateful to you for, for that. And thank you so much for writing in. It's really lovely to be chatting to someone on the other side of the world who listens to our podcast. Why do you listen to No, no, don't answer that question. Uh, but thank you. You are officially one of the 17 listeners. Um, and we're grateful for you. <laughs> I, I listen because you both are real. Well, listen. Well, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it, and, and I really appreciate you saying that. Listen, you you mentioned you're in business. Are you able to tell us what business you're in? Yeah, no, I, I'm involved in international consulting, um, so mainly dealing in the food industry now in the high end food space. Um, so I do a lot of trading, you know, moving seafood, um, saffron, vanilla, various things around the world, and I do quite a bit of speaking now for government around exporting, setting up businesses and so forth. Well, so, I'm, re- I'm relieved to hear you say that. I, for a little while, I was just worried you were a drug dealer or something, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shane, yeah. thank you so much. 
for uh, taking the time out to me and uh, have a great day and uh, bless you. you. Yeah, sleep well. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye, mate. Uh, so that was Shane Styles uh, from Down Under. We are we are big Down Under. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah, no, I've always meant to say. But, <laughs> yeah. um, no, that was lovely. And what a great interview. Thank yeah. you for doing that. That was really good. Well, I don't think I was a great interviewer on this occasion. It was late and I was tired. And yeah, actually, he said so much good stuff outside yeah. of the interview. But that's my bad. I got a very strong sense of someone with... Uh, ballast as it were you know a solidity with, he's got know, a bit of gravitas to the of, man that's yeah. that's what i'm looking for gravitas and mm. and i guess that is because he's got these sort of rules in place partly at least you know that there's a kind of sense of discipline there that i found really helpful and challenging yeah i did and he was really keen to say look look, look these aren't hard and fast and we don't no. do it all the time you know it's just some guidelines but but yeah i mean it, i don't want it to come over all evangelical and like we're really down on social media we're not at all i love social media but it's it's just what he was saying. You want to let, you want to be in control of it, not the other way yeah, round. Exactly. And it seemed to me there was some really good sense things. And and yeah, like you, I felt like his life is bearing the fruit of mm. his actions mm. there. And I kind of mm. think there's some stuff for me to learn. There was know. a phrase he used that I thought was really good, which is sort of putting your life on pause. That sometimes that's said negatively, isn't it? Yeah. So I, you know, I've yeah. had to put my life on pause, as if I'm, you know, yeah. uh, as if I'm not getting on. What with a terrible it. thing! Yeah. Yeah, but actually, I think that's a really nice uh, metaphor to put your life on pause and just be, you know, in the present. Mm. We talked a lot about being in the present. Yeah. Um, Practicing being present. I know this is something we've you've talked about a lot, and we, we've given some hints on. Um, I'm terrible at this because I'm always thinking, you know, what's the next thing I've got to do? I'm anxious yeah. about stuff. No, I was just going to say, that's what I was disappointed about at the weekend. There were a couple of standout moments in my weekend. One was breakfast in my garden on Saturday. And the other was actually uh, before going to see a pretty crummy film at the cinema last night, uh, which is called I Feel Pretty, by the way. Anyway, uh we, I was sat on the pier having dinner with friends, looking at the mm. sunset over the sea that was calm as a mill pond. It was so stunningly beautiful. And I d- actually think the right thing to have done would have been not to have gone to the cinema. Mm. To have forsaken the huge cost of three pounds and just stayed there. Mm. And that would have actually been better for my soul. And, and similarly, on Saturday, involuntarily, really, I just allowed myself to my head to go and to move quickly to all the jobs I should have done and all the things I need to get on with and all the things I should be doing. And actually, if I had lingered there for another 10 minutes, I think the whole day would have been of better quality. Mm, mm. And I feel like I just kind of missed the opportunity a couple of times. And that's where, you know, back on your thing about pausing, maybe that's what a brief, you know, silence is really about doing. Pausing, being present, noticing the goodness around you you know mm. and often there is real goodness around you you just haven't noticed it because you're too busy fretting about what's not right and i don't i don't think it means sort of thinking about nothing i think mm. to contemplate something i mean we've talked before about sort of really looking at nature really looking around mm. you you were saying looking at the sunset i did i did this thing on uh, uh the weekend with these people where we, you know I, I, at one point i just we went out to the 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 surroundings of the plate, the retreat centre where we were, and um, you know, I was just looking at 
I was I was looking at a dandelion, <laughs> which is a, a completely remarkable thing when mm. you look at it close up. I mean, the colour was it in the yellow stage or was it in the little blowy blowy stage? Well, but they were both out there. But the yellow stage I mm. was looking at because I was just thinking that is just what a great colour. What a great colour that is. I mean, mm. I wish they weren't all over my lawn, I'll be honest. <laughs> but, you know, it. I, I think this sort of sense of uh, really an object of contemplation, to find an object of contemplation yeah. is a great way of pausing in your life. So to, to really attend to something, to yeah. look at something, yeah. whether that's a sunset, whether it's a work of art, an icon, whether it's a, uh, you know, a, 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 it could be, I suppose, a verse in the Bible. It could be anything. But to, to focus your attention and be present with that object, mm. that item, mm. Mm. Is a great way of yep. pausing, you know. I I have been particularly blessed, by the way. Can I say this by the gift you brought me back from Mexico? Oh, yes, <laughs> which is I did the, bring you a prayer aid back. The the glow in the dark crucifix. It's, um, <laughs> it is. That so is this was deep a object of contemplation. This was a serious present from the Catholic bookshop. <laughs> They just have glow-in-the-dark Jesus. Only the thing is, you know, I, I sort of feel a little bit guilty about, you know, about that. I mean, my initial impression was just to burst out laughing and go, that mm. is something I have to buy for Nick. But it <laughs> but it actually isn't conceived that way. I mean, you know, that wasn't no, that isn't sure. a joke item. Someone thought, this would be lovely. Yes, you know, Jesus, yes. the light of the world, glowing in the dark at night time. Yes. What an awesome is- thing. Peculiar greenish tinge. <laughs> yes. Well, he's been on the ready, Brett. Well, I, you know, who am I to say that a, a glow-in-the-dark <laughs> phosphorescent crucifix is, you know, wrong in itself? It might be precisely what you need. It is, um, but find it's something. Certainly, blessing me, but find something. Yeah, content, to contemplate something, to to press pause on your life, detach yourself, and think about something else is such a great thing. Yes. So thank you to Shane, yes, yes, for that. Really appreciate that. Yeah. So there we go. Can we finish with one more email? Ah, yes. oh, this is the email that just brought so much joy to my soul. So this is from John. He says, hi, Joe and Nick. Firstly, my name is John, which is really a contraction of Jonathan, which I believe was originally Joe Nathan. So for the purpose of encouraging Joe, please feel free to claim this is a contribution from a Joe rather than the 23rd Nick to get in touch. <laughs> so I like that. Good. Secondly, thank you so much for the podcast. I was introduced to it about five weeks ago by my best mate. And he said, you've made me think, you made me laugh out loud. You demonstrated that it's possible to have a serious debate, discussion, exploration. He's basically saying uh, what that other person said. Was it flippant depth? Anyway, yeah. articulate lots of things, blah, 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 those sort of people. And he says he box set binged on the 41 episodes pretty much oh, back Lord, to back. Oh, Lord, Jonathan, please. I know. Get a life, man. Okay. Come on. So before I go on with this email, hmm. let me say what was a big job on my to-do list. So a big job on my to-do list was uh, to contact Lee Abbey and to have this kind of potentially quite difficult conversation with the person who's going to be leading worship down there. And having to say to that person, hey, by the way, there's some songs that, you know, you might not necessarily want to avoid, but you need to know this is what we've said about them. And if you play, <laughs> I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Some people may, you know, start convulsing. Anyway, you know, it's potentially, you know, it's just potentially a bit awkward. I don't want to make the worship leader's life difficult. But then, mm. then again, you know, some things have to be said. Anyway, he says, 
my role at Lee Abbey is to lead the guests and community in sung worship. Oh, brilliant. So when you come in June, it will be me playing the banjo and encouraging you to lift up holy legs, spot the near revival and ensure that you are shipwrecked on the lighthouse rocks or mixed metaphors. <laughs> Thankfully, my anchor is firmly held within the veil. So when all is stripped away, it will probably be just a welcome din. That was good. And he did go on and say, it's really funny how I both enjoyed your merciless Mickey taking, but also wanted to defend some of the lyrics. For example, the anchor one makes more sense if you think of the veil as being a description of the darkness and raging storms that is mentioned in the line before. And he says, and lighthouses do guide you. They are tall and very bright. So 10 miles away, they are the one thing you can see when you're bobbing around on a lumpy sea at night and they really do help you work out where you are. I sort of know because I go sailing a bit. Following them is only really dangerous when you get within a few hundred metres or so. There we go. So, there. So there. Very good. That's good, well, isn't, isn't it? Well, isn't that nice? We're, least... we're looking forward to meeting you, John. Oh, we are. And he says, and finally, given the fact that you're coming here in June and I've loved your podcast so much, I bags it being host team leader for your week, which means we really must have a con- conversation about how I can help make your week uh, exactly the sort of week you were hoping for. For example, would you like a bar? Oh, do you know what a wonderful man, <laughs> isn't he? Because he is. it's that kind of question that I. Always <laughs> yeah, I know. Would you either like a bar or like to go to the bar? Um, <laughs> now that that's really nice. I think it, it was well, a, some, a real some great blessing there as well. Yeah, some really yeah. good points. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that, and he will make our life good, and John, we will try and make your life good as well. So yeah. we're looking forward to being. So on that very note, just a quick update. Tickets are selling out. I, I don't think there's any single rooms available. But if you and just a mate want to come, you know, maybe not even your married partner, but just you and a friend, and you can cope with each other's snoring, you want to take it to the next level of your friendship, <laughs> then book a room. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I don't know what to say about that invitation. <laughs> Um, yes, well, anyway, it's still available if you want to come to Lee Abbey and uh, double rooms are still available. Listen, we should we should wrap this up. Yes, um, it's, it's been, been a bit long. of a mixed bag of an episode, um, but that's largely because people seem to have engaged with the uh, the topics uh, really well. So thank yeah. you very much for all your comments. We really appreciate it. And are we going to uh, come back with an interview next time? Yeah, why not? So um, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be with you in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, have a great week. Enjoy the sunshine wherever you are. <laughs>